Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out I, I did finish that Beatles thing. So one thing I will say about the Beatles. Wait, wait, wait. I haven't seen the third episode. I wait, still what I'm saying it. isn't like they end up playing on the roof. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Spoiler <laughs> I, well, I can't wait to they see do. it. I'm just they I haven't up. had time. I want to sit and watch the whole thing. Yeah, I have the third one left. But the the one thing I will say about the Beatles is as much as anybody can think of, I can't think of just four people who like make music more easily because it just seems like. Well, the thing they spent so much time playing together, and they 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 came from such a like when they started playing, there was only a finite amount of shit to know, so they got really good at these fundamentals, and then yeah. expanded out of that, and so yeah. it makes yeah, sense but, that. But man, uh, they can just how quickly they can arrange shit is. But just because we there, there's so much out there about them, especially with a nine hour documentary, like if you were able to sit down with and watch the fucking Elvis Sun recording sessions with, with that band and with Sam Phillips. I mean, it would probably look, you know, not maybe not like that, but where they were like in, yeah, in tune and like sure. the chemistry was there yeah. and they were like, all right, yeah, we're for doing this sure. now. Yeah, but not this. in three weeks. They wouldn't write an album like Let It Be. Like that's the impressive part where. That's true. I mean, when you're talking about them, they're mainly taking other songs and being like, how are we going to arrange this and, and play them? What you can see in that doc is just they're they're all working. Like this is what we do. We're musicians. Like we... We wake up and we make music. They really, it seems like they thought about it that way. It wasn't Whereas like, like... when you hear about Exile, it's like they woke up, waited for Keith, waited, <laughs> waited for more, Keith, kept waiting for Keith. Three in the, two in the morning, Keith showed up. <laughs> yeah, I mean... With a like, riff. The other difference, too, is that like with Sun Records stuff, they're just falling in behind one guy. Whereas with the Beatles, yeah. it's like there's two guys at the top and then another guy who's also really good and then Ringo's I mean once again people say what they want to but every time he plays drums it sounds good you know what I'm saying like I would love to see something like that with like the band which you know you kind of have there are some documentaries about them where there's mm-hmm. basically one songwriter but you know that that guy couldn't make the songs as good as they were without that exact band and uh, you know yeah. they probably had some input on A how it was you know structured how it, who was going to sing and stuff like that or even Floyd was probably more collaborative as well. Sure. Uh, whereas, like, Credence was probably just Fogarty being like, all right, I got this song. <laughs> that was the this problem, is like what right? we're doing. <laughs> yeah. I wrote the song. Y'all play this. We're fucking huge, hugely successful. We want to write. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Your song isn't as good as this one I just wrote. It's called Green River. It's like, it's not as. And, and so, and that They're like, the but I got a song called um, <laughs> Maroon River. <laughs> but, then he, th- but then, to his discredit, he was like, well, fine. We're all going to do an equal part. Y'all do something. And so th- and so he was kind of like, well, which I can understand why he might be annoyed, where it's like, yeah, sorry I made you rich and famous. I got us here. I got if us If someone here. was writing songs, it was like, you play this and we're going to be massively successful, I'll be, tell me what to play. Yeah, hell yeah. Just, you, you, ha- you, you'd look exactly like Ringo did on that documentary. You're like, what's mm-hmm. up? I'm here. I'm uh, ready to go. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm the drummer. I love like, when anything important is being talked about. Just crickets from Ringo. <laughs> Just, he's like, I'm just like, he, when you get the answer you want, stop talking. And it, but it, it, that's what you, you don't need another personality in that band. 
No, no. not at all. No, no. It, there would be too many. So, so question for you. I don't want to say if there was a documentary because I feel like a lot. The documentaries are easy. Well, let's say, let's go documentary or biopic of a band similar to the Beatles. What would you want to see? Like, who would you want to see kind of in that format? The Kings and what album? The Kings. And album wise, I'm not sure, but like honestly, so here's the thing I will say with watching the Beatles thing. Paul writes songs so easily that I realize that's what I don't love about some of a lot of his songs is it feels like oh you're just so musical, but like then you put meaning to it after the fact. Now sometimes he is the best, right? There's no question in terms of how it resonates with me. I like what like how where John Lennon got into later, where you could tell there's this this message that he was trying to articulate. Sure. I'm not sure Paul ever did that. I feel like Paul came up with pretty stuff. No. And then put he's meaning a, to it, and he's a songwriter. I don't think he was about necessarily. He was about writing popular songs. But for me, the Kinks were, are the sweet spot of that and a real point of view. But so for me, I'd love to see something about the Kinks. I have never really seen anything about them. I mean, my answer would be easy. I mean, I'd want to see like a nine-hour documentary on the making of Dark Side. Get in there. Yeah, and there, let me see there's what like the a, fuck they were there's doing. a three-hour doc. There's a yeah, there's a couple hour ones. Is there? Yeah, I've well, seen like an like an hour like Dark Side of the Moon album, like classic albums. Va is that one, where they're they, they're just fucking around in the studio, turning knobs and shit? Yeah, but it's all like four minutes a song. It's really just like here's this song, here's this song, here's this song, here's this song. This is what we did this song. But like to actually just have a can't like a fly on the wall as yeah. they're sitting there oh, for an album. coming up. Yeah, with I that mean, shit. sure, if you're talking about for an album, like that could be cool. I think I'd go with uh, Blind Faith. That album they did, I think that I just I've always loved that Winwood and Clapton and just like the super group. I could just picture it like they're they're sitting around playing and then all of a sudden Clapton just starts messing around with "Can't Find My Way Home." That would have been the, the high point. <laughs> you don't really get to see that with anybody. That like the Beatles thing is kind no, of that. That's what that's why it's so unique. Although I will say this, I, after seeing that that Robbie Robertson documentary about the band and him talking about like just when they were up in Woodstock and just how crazy everybody was getting. That would be a very interesting fly-on-the-wall documentary uh, music for you the You see everyone team. fucking writing yeah, songs yeah. and Robbie putting his name on it? Yeah, the basement tapes. <laughs> sneaking in, uh, everybody's passed out, and he's like... <laughs> sneaking Sally through the alley. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, so follow-up question to the documentary. If there was a music biopic that hasn't been made who would you want to see? Like, what would you want? Who would you want to see? Like, a movie about? Because there's been so many of them, but so many have also not been done. The more I like somebody, the more I know about somebody, the less happy I'm going to be. So the way I yeah. get the vibe excited, or the, when I get surprised by, like, you know, when I, I mean, I was young, like the Bomba or the Doors, because like now there's Jonah Hill's playing Garcia, with Scorsese I directing. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, there's just no way it's going to. I think it's perfect. I think it's good casting. Guys. So, yeah, it's yeah. true. But like for me, like Amadeus is one of my favorite. I mean, that's you know st- things where like I don't really know ab- about these folks. So like you're talking like you're talking about like the best of the best, like Amadeus, Dirt, uh. Dirt, right? <laughs> dirt is pretty good though for what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it wasn't going to be you know, a what fucking. Dirt, what Dirt did, they took it and they had fun with it. Well, so the, all that band like cared about, involved all that band cared yeah. about, was being idiots. Yeah. And so they're yeah. just like, look, we're idiots. I love that they didn't take themselves seriously. They weren't trying to be like super deep or anything. I, but I think the problem with making a biopic about like those '80s hair bands is they all look so ridiculous and dated at this point. Like you do the stuff in the '60s, it's kind of cool looking, you know, like some of the clothing and stuff. But when you do the '80s, you're just like, what the fuck? No, were the, these the people cool, thinking? the coolest bands still look pretty cool. Like I still think Motley Crue look pretty cool. Like I'm not gonna wear that, 
But like, but like, it got a little out of control. It got a little out of control. Guns Roses, poison. Even GNR got a little out of control. I'm a fan. They were totally out of control, and I love that. Like, that's exactly. I love Axel's. Like, I'm wearing this mesh shirt and some a kilt and some fucking work boots. In no other era could that have happened. No, that happens in every era. Like, look at this shit Elton John was wearing. If you're that big and you're crushing that hard. Everybody can but fucking Elton, suck Elton it. John was almost like approaching, like almost like drag in a, in a sort I mean, of he was sense. like, a, like he was a, a Donald Duck outfit and just crazy shit, just like <laughs> you know. And so, yeah. like, it's if you're big enough, you can do anything. Like Mick Jagger comes out in like running shorts and a cape, like a fucking American still, flag. That's cape. still, I almost feel like they're ta- like Mick Jagger and we're taking stuff from like the drag scene. My point is, if you're big enough, all the rules go away. It doesn't matter. You can do anything you want to. Yeah. Let me ask you something. If you were in the drag scene, what would your drag name be? I don't know. I don't think about these things. If I was in the drag scene. Yeah, I'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> Let me contemplate. Well, like, <laughs> what would you be, Josh? You clearly have one big, oh, what is yours, uh, I guess? Let's I, see. I actually have no idea, but hold on. Let me think about it for a second. Do you guys remember the whole, what's your alcoholic pandemic name? Uh, I don't remember. There's so many of those. What What was this one? Like your first street name and your... Your, your, your alcoholic pandemic name is your first name followed by your last name. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty spot on, actually. Of all those, that's the best one. <laughs> no, yeah, on that yeah. note, <laughs> you were listening to Podgate Rock and Roll to you. And this week, we are discussing Never Tear Us Apart okay. from NXS's... NXS's... <laughs> 1988 album Kick, written by Andrew Ferris and Michael Hutchins, and produced by Chris Thomas, and released on Atlantic. I, I was standing, you were there. This song kind of smacked me in the face last week. I heard it on a new show. Um, on Showtime called Yellow Jackets. It's besides the point, but it was a very it was used very effectively there. And then I went and saw Band of Horses last Friday, and they covered it. So it was just funny. Like I, I was already kind of thinking about that song. They played it. I've always loved the song, and you could just tell that it, it's so impactful because I could see all these other people using it in different mediums, whether they're covering it or using it in film. It does hit you right in the face. Right? Just kind of the composition and his delivery demand your attention. The whole song, it's it's got that 80s sound, but NXS has always had a little bit of an edge to them. This is like a... A cool ballad that can seem cheesy at times, but just still has a lot of grit, passion, drama. It creates a moment. The epic way he puts it, just the two worlds collided. It's just very powerful. This is another of those songs that just was in the ether for me because I definitely heard the Nationals version at some point in the last decade. I don't know when that came out and thought, oh yeah, I remember this song, but had no clue it was in excess. But I, I did enjoy hearing it this week. It's really packed with emotion. Uh, like you said, Neil, it just kind of hits you in the face. It's it's a ballad uh, with a killer little riff there that gives it a little bit of an edge. I don't love love it as like a complete song, but I do, I do think it's a, a really good song for the, the chorus part alone. And, you know, the... Mm-hmm. I, th- I, mean, I think it's another song for me that kind of falls off towards the end, though. I'll say that. I mean, singer's gonna sing, right? <laughs> Singer gonna sing. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys heard it. Hutchins gonna Hutchins. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard it, but this was actually on the wedding, on the playlist of the, for Slow Dance at the Wedding. Because it's that's oh. that good of a song. 
I do not remember that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think at this point maybe you guys weren't there where the dancing was, but it's great. It's a great slow dance song. I put my fucking hands on my wife's yeah. ass. Her mom came out. I moved up. You know, it's it's classic <laughs> eighth grade situation here. You know, I've known about this song for a while. You know, I was probably I don't know. I don't remember what year it came out. Was it eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight? It was a eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. it was eighty six, I think, in Australia, and then it became big <laughs> over here in eighty seven because of the time zone differences. <laughs> Um, exactly. Oh no, sorry. It's eighty eighty eight was when it was released yeah. in America. Yeah, there's yeah a little later. I, you know, it always struck me as as a good song. It's almost like power ballady, but it's like yeah, it's... not because it's it's not like totally cheese dick. There is it's definitely fucking con queso. There is some definitely cheese with this. It has, it's one <laughs> well, of the, the best. Sacks. <laughs> there, oh, well, there's you know there's there's the casual sex which we should talk about later. Um, <laughs> oh, we're other, gonna we're gonna have some casual sex later. <laughs> the other thing is it has one of the cheesiest lines in history. It, it, it might what? be the, the the cheesiest line to best song ratio. It's the fucking I'll make wine from your tears. Uh, from like, your tears. Get, that get the that fuck. means nothing. Well, it's, and even the way he sings it, tears. At the same time, it's it's, it's, it's kind of like, a, you know, a Chanel cologne commercial put to song. But hey, Chanel's nice. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's, it's good stuff. So it's not a put down, but it, it definitely a great song. Undeniably great song. It's still the test of time. That's why people are, it still resonates with people. It has all the cheesy, melodramatic passion of young love. Clearly, this is definitely, this is not... The, this is not a song sixty-year-olds were singing to each other, right? This is definitely this isn't a fucking far, like, onlyfarmers.com. <laughs> yeah, farmersonly.com. Better than sheeponly.com. It <laughs> could work. It good. could work. It's not bad. Farmers only. The <laughs> great song, not unassailable, but a fuck ton better than most. I think the chorus is unassailable. There's other parts of the song that are very saleable. <laughs> Michael, Hutch- uh, Michael Hutchins' hair is unassailable. Michael <laughs> Hutchins' hair and, and Michael Hutchins rocking the leather jacket with, with nothing underneath. Certain people can do that in, only in the 80s. I like to feel like I pulled that off in the 2000s. Yeah, well, but it wasn't a leather know, jacket. Yeah, well, it was a blazer. Yeah. But you wanted to be in the 80s when you did it, correct? No, 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 no. I was, I was modernizing <laughs> the bare-chestedness. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> the lyric is pretty ridiculous outside of the chorus. That, the, don't ask specific. me. No. The rest of it's fine. Don't, the rest I, of it's I, fine. I, Th- that one's bad. I like Go just ahead. the I was standing you were there. I like the way I he's too. like, I, Two worlds I was standing. Fantastic. Yeah. That's the chorus, right? Well, I was standing isn't. That's how it's, no, well, that's how the whole song starts. I, I was no, standing. No, the whole starts, the song starts, was just, don't ask me. Oh, yeah, what you yeah. know is true. Yes, yes. It, it's yes. very like Elton John. Don't ask me. I mean, like his voice <laughs> even sounds Elton y. It's not as good as Elton. It's John. not, but it has an Elton flavor to it. There's an eh, Elton. It tastes yeah. like El- Elton. It tastes like Elton. Essence of Elton? It tastes like Elton. <laughs> it's it's, it's got a com? taste of Elton. Yeah. I mean, even. Even the love your precious heart is a little too precious. Is a little too <laughs> precious. And then even, I mean, my, my, like vocally, my favorite part of the vocal is the wah. And then it goes, in, and then he waits. Because you think he's just going to mm-hmm. go from the Y to the I. Mm-hmm. But he waits. There's a pause. I was standing. But I told you we could fly because we all have wings, but some of us don't know why. <laughs> that, that, that's pretty. Pl- I don't know why. That, 
that's definitely changes in platitudes. No changes in attitudes. Is what that, that's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> platitudes, yes. Attitudes, no. There is no change in attitudes behind this platitude. <laughs> Don't ask me what you know is true. Don't have to tell you. <laughs> that being said, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna realize, I'm not gonna lie. I've realized lately I have a crush on the term "a thousand years." There's something about, and here's why: because like a friend of mine. No, listen. Here, here's what I mean by that. Like a friend of mine studied at Oxford, went to visit him. I looked up shit about Oxford, like because it's Oxford from the outside. It's all these high ass walls, and you go inside, and it's like gorgeous. And it's like, why do they have all these high ass walls? It's like, well, because when they started teaching classes here a thousand fucking years ago. You had to protect yourself from invaders, and like this, the the sword that the Queen of England uses tonight, people, is a thousand. There's something David Bowie's talking about a thousand years. There's something about a millennium mm-hmm. expressed that way that's powerful, and I love his use of that here. Here's why I think that it's powerful because like a hundred years is like, oh, my grandparents were alive, right? Or like my great grandparents, <laughs> right. somebody I may have talked to. Well, like t- ten thousand years, you're like I, I can't like really comprehend that. <laughs> like ten thousand years ago, people know, were it's like even five thousand years, like back, like when the ancient Greeks and shit, yeah, or the Egyptians. You're like they were I fucking, I can't comprehend that. A thousand yeah. years, you can kind of comprehend, right? right? So you, you know what that kind means? Kind of see a like years what that is might have been like. So that's the, that that's the expiration date on sexy. Anything over a thousand years is not sexy. It's like you guys are just eating your own shit back. I don't know what's going on back then, but like a thousand years ago, it's like shit was happening. You're taking away the Roman Empire from sexiness. Yeah, that was way too non-consensual, bestial. That's that's. I mean, I mean, sexy like that chick peeing on that dude at that NASCAR concert. That was fantastic, but like, but not real sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. Oh that's the best music video I've seen in a long time. Uh, what's the band? Brass Against. Let's be clear. Why are you going to have a brass Rage Against the Machine cover band, which is insane anyway? And let's be clear. That dude was on it. In on it. There's no way she picked one dude out of the audience who wanted to be pissed on. Like, that, he was in on it. There's no question. It's NASCAR, man. She well, gets the, freaky down the there. The article I read said she apologized to him, so I don't know if that was just a... Well, that, there's no way. You, can, you couldn't, on your best day, go pick one person out of an audience who was willing to let you piss in their mouth in public. That's fucking impossible. That is totally <laughs> like impossible. You, you look you, like somebody I who wants to pee it. in that mouth. <laughs> <laughs> two worlds collided, right? But like, so that's the thing is like, two, yeah, two worlds colliding indeed. <laughs> I love how then she's like, get this fucker off stage. I'm like, you just piss in his mouth. You at least buy him cab fare. But anyway, <laughs> the point being, they they toe the line, and maybe they go over it sometimes. But it's effective melodrama. It's when you're in it with somebody, and it's a new thing, and it's passion and it's not especially when it's not working out nothing's as impassionate as a relationship that that's not working out and that, but like neil be said in the beginning I mean, this is just a moment like what i take from this song and this is why i think it's effective in commercials and tv and why you remember the song is the i i was standing yes, you yes. were there two worlds colliding that puts you in the moment of meeting somebody whether it's a friend or a lover that you kind of like at a certain moment of chat chatting with that person or, or, or being around them you're like oh shit this person's going to be in my life well, for a while yeah. this is a cool dude or like <laughs> this is a cool chick or man i really want to fuck this person yes yeah it definitely Sorry. captures that moment you almost see it in slow motion just like ah yeah, and everything else is, it's not necessarily filler but it's not as good yeah, as that and it just goes from that specific standing moment. Two worlds collided, never tear us apart into that guitar riff. So that it's just such a powerful couple bars there. 
Well, and you end with the with the dead stop. Yeah. Yes. And then the yeah, which kind of takes it out of a ballad. That's yes, it needs the that. It needs that for sure. Bit. No, no, it, that's like the impact of the emotional like. The, Ooh, the good, emotional yeah. impact. That's what. That's that, yeah. it's like everything stops it's, and ball, 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 mm-hmm. and the space. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of sexy. Yeah, yeah. It's There's so much space in the space because it just goes dead quiet. There's a lot of like we're drunk and like I'm just gonna say some super cheese dick shit, but like I'm good enough to get away with it. It's going on here. Good looking well, enough to get away with it. It's going on here. But it's so melodramatic. The beginning. I don't know what are those synths that come in. They're like. The song is so different than what you expect from that, you know? <laughs> right? It's very it's very synthative. It's almost like orchestral. You're like But it's like geez, it's here? like Something. Radio Shack Orchestra. It's not. It's like <laughs> it's like orchestra number two. Fucking push the button and <laughs> blaze them. What do you guys think about the end of the call and response? I'm a, and, and like the, the, the <laughs> sing, I, I do too. It's doo-wop, doo-woppy, and it's good. I love it's it. Good. Love it. Yeah, and it adds a little sophistication to the song. Uh, I think it. Like, you know what that is? It definitely it's, helps it's like it that's like chocolate syrup on top of ice cream. It's like this shit's already sweet enough. I, think I don't. We just went I don't like it. Chocolate syrup. And, and, but it's still good. It's a nice counter melody, though. It it really. It's, it, it's very. It's very. <laughs> It's very Huey Lewis. This is so. Uh, Huey Lewis. I don't know if this was a theme. Huey Lewis. It's like, I don't lie. It, it 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 makes me start snapping and like moving. Does it like make that. you do that, or does it justify your already doing it? You know, and it, I, what's wrong with snapping? <laughs> it justifies me doing it, but <laughs> you know, it get, to me, it's Billy Jolie. It's very like like um, it's like Uptown Girl kind of like it's that. But it it I like the sentiment. It throws it back to fifties. It's not way out front either. He's still he's still way up top. Like it's it's just kind of there. Like <laughs> I, I feel like it just kind of helped. It was there. Yeah, it was there. <laughs> two melodies the 80s collided. And the 50s colliding. They shall never uh, be torn apart. <laughs> They're not even call and response. He's like responding it's before he's calling, responding. right? Or like in the middle of the call. Right, like, it's, vo- it's like vocal enhancement of the situation. But you know what's so funny about this song? You, you know what's so funny? This song sounds like a dude who's trying to break up. Who's trying to be like, okay, we're not gonna hang out anymore. But he's like telling her how awesome she was. But 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 they're never gonna tear us apart. But I gotta go to the next tour stop because there's another chick I'm singing to on that town. <laughs> don't ask me what you know is true. But what's going on here? She's like, "Do you love me?" He's like, "Uh, don't ask me. You know it's true." Right, right. But it's like she's like, "Do you love me?" And he's like, mm, "Don't ask me what you know is true." <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's such a it's, it's Bless so your like precious heart. okay. And I mean this with love in my heart. This is like McConaughey rock. This is like. What I call going deep in the shallow wind, like it's not—it's not as deep as it. <laughs> it's not. It, this is all right, all right, all right. And let's be clear: two worlds colliding. Awesome. You know what? The girl in this that he's talking to—he's getting older. She doesn't keep. And she's right. getting older, so he's got to—he's got to find somebody to stay in the same age. It, it, it doesn't feel like a love song. It feels like a fling song. Like it feels like a intense for a few. Not this is not a long-term love affair. Yeah, they're they're gonna tear each other apart very shortly. Andrew Ferris wrote the song on keys, supposedly in like on a piano in like a very fat domino way, and it was very bluesy. And then the and then that's what Michael Hutchins wrote the lyric to. So it almost and I seems- bet that's where that doo wop stuff at the end comes from. Almost that old, just when yes. it was more of a piano song. Yes, and it was faster. 
so the but Hutchins wrote the lyrics and got him to slow it down to where it would fit the lyric. And then the producer, Chris Thomas, who, crazy, I was reading about him. He produced A Happiness is a Warm Gun and Beautiful and Birthday, uncredited. He worked on the mixing for Dark Side, worked with Badfinger, Sex Pistols album. But he, it was his idea. He was like, no, nah, we should make this uh, sense. Really? No, no bluesy piano sense. And, and they moved it to synth. So I would like to hear the, the bluesy piano version of it. Well, there is a version that they did on uh, MTV in 94. And it's it's on like fucking Radio Shack. It's not Radio Shack, but it's on like a p- electric piano. And it doesn't sound good. It's <laughs> well, a little clunky because it, need, it almost needs that synth. Um, or maybe the guy was just not crushing it. Maybe he's having a bad day on the keys. Yeah, or they were trying to play it like the synth version because it sounds like it was almost a different song a little bit. I, I would be interested to hear the original. Do you know who's playing sax on this thing? Oh, yes, we do. The saxophone player is Kirk Pengilly. It could be Pengilly, I don't know. Is that the guy from the beginning of The Lost Boys who's in the cutoff jean shorts and he's all muscled and oiled up? Because it sounds like that dude with the ponytail. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like I can hear no. the ponytail and the oil it, it, in the sex. No, it's not him. But <laughs> I, th- yeah, I, think, yeah. I think this guy was actually in the band. So I doubt they, I doubt yeah, they threw him so- in a lot. I doubt they let him <laughs> get that What's guy funny is Lost I heard that, like, that guy from Lost Boys <laughs> to throw down a sweet the craziest sax thing? You know the guy that I heard still that believes? I didn't know what he was doing. He was actually sucking on that saxophone. <laughs> 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 and it wasn't... <laughs> The guy in the Lost Boys, uh, he was just like some muscle-bound dude, and they gave it to him, and he was actually sucking on it. Wonder why it wasn't making any sound. (laughs) 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 It's like, no, you don't suck, you blow, dude. He's like, whatever. More oil. (laughs) It's so out of place, it feels like. Like why no. is it? Oh, so are you saying it's are you saying it's sexually inappropriate? It's sexually, it's extremely sexually inappropriate. Sexual harassment. Why didn't they just use the same guitar tone they're using on that riff and just let him fucking play a solo? That's probably my biggest complaint about the song. I, it is works. That. It's well, clearly they were just sexually curious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you just gotta try. You just don't really line see across it. They were sax positive. <laughs> now, I think the sax works great. A guitar solo would have worked too. But the sax, I mean, it, it fits right into the, the time, the sound. It, it's got a little edge, fucking con queso. I don't know about edge. That's sax like con just, queso. Yes, yes. It's got all the edge of a <clears throat> cheese dip. <laughs> no, no, like but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Cheese if, dip. <laughs> here's the thing, though. If they had had a guitar solo, we wouldn't be talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I feel it's like fine. the bluesy piano with that guitar Actually, solo would be the only nice. guitar in the whole song is boom, 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 That's it. And then it drops back out. Like, he's just <laughs> part of the song. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's, the thing. Of, yeah. here's the thing, though. What's cool with this song, because I've, I've kind of I've played the song a little bit here and there. If you play the sax line on a guitar, it sounds Oh, nasty. yeah, for sure. It's really because it's bluesy and you bend it. And yeah. It, Sax, I mean, anybody besides the Stones or Pink Floyd or j- jazz musicians Tina Turner. Sax. But it sounds like, it sounds like... Um, Sade. 
I think that's sometimes why Gilmore sounds so good because it sounds like he's playing a sax. Like this guy almost mm. sounds like the the sax he's playing is like Gilmore notes and bends. It's just very '80s sax. I don't know if it's a way like the the effects they're putting on it, but a lot of '80s sax kind of mm-hmm. sound just cheesier. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because it's it's a company. It's like accompanying synth instead of accompanying. I, I feel think like they're all just, sucking on it. I think they're just sucking I, on it. <laughs> I think this in the '80s they sucked on the sax, but I think it makes so much sense in this song. Like I would, I wouldn't take it out. I, I don't think anything else needs because of the time. I would, no, I wouldn't take it either. And I Jonathan, it's, perf- it's perfectly imperfect. You were saying the guitar part. You said best part of the song. No, I, no, I was just saying that. Well, I'm a guitar I do wish it had a little more balls on it because it's so powerful. It, it's it's fine. It, I'm like just it. saying a touch, just a touch. Just a touch to more. What do you mean? Like more a touch balls. more volume? A touch more volume? <laughs> effects? Um, tone, tone, grit. A little, a little more. Yeah, maybe a little louder. Maybe a little more powerful. That's it does sound. It's it's a little garagey. Like there, there is not a lot of effects on it. It doesn't sound like. And right? I'm not saying much. I'm just saying just just, just a, a touch. Turn it up to nine and a half, maybe. It's uh, more of a drive thing than a volume. It's produced. It, 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 you can tell they probably spent three weeks with compressors and everything being like, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's fine. But I, I know what you mean. It, it, here's what's cool about it, though. It lends its. Here's what's great. It's not like a Pink Floyd song where it's produced so fucking perfectly, you can't play it without sounding like a fucking True. idiot. You can actually play this song and, and possibly enhance it a bit. So it, it's cool that way. But just for the three weeks thing, I mean, you would think this band was huge, but this was their sixth album. They were not big outside of Australia. They were big in Australia and nowhere else. And this album just kind of fucking blew. Are you sure? Yes. This album had... I mean, Devil Inside and all that stuff hadn't come out before this? This this is the album that made them big. Give me they what were, you need and all that were, stuff? They were playing clubs in America like they had like booked a club tour in America when this came out and then uh Need You Tonight and New Sensation and this song fucking blew up and they were all in this album kick and they just blew up as a band into like a quick question do you guys i mean is there um are there other NXS songs i mean do you like NXS as yeah. a band oh yeah I, I don't know them that well honestly i mean i know this album and maybe i know other songs but not not really i don't dig deep that into their catalog a badass tune yeah devil inside's a Fucking cool tune. I need just nights good. I'm putting them on par with like Duran Duran, you know, which yeah, is it's, it's it's good. It's I mean, that they're not a super long catalog, but their 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 hits are good. And unfortunately, I mean, he died at 47. I think he's actually older than I thought. I thought he really he died. How did how any... did he die? <laughs> well, he died of uh, autoerotic <laughs> asphyxiation. What does that mean? Tell me more about that. Uh, I have a terrible story about that. Just a terrible, embarrassing. When I managed, Do you have a good. I want to hear a good story about it. I haven't heard a good story about it yet. Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't think people tell you when it's the good, the good kind. Um, that they do that when it, when it works out for them. <laughs> if it's good, they don't die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was working at when I managed the hotel in Santa Monica, the embassy. I was at the front desk one day, and this this girl comes in, and she's like. For some reason, she told me that she was um, Carradine's ex-assistant, and I was like, "Is that the one who died of auto uh, auto asphyxiation?" And she was like, <laughs> "I love how that's what you said." I, I just wasn't even thinking, man, and I said that, and she was like, um, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I just said that." <laughs> just like, uh, oh my how do I come back god. from that? I, I I didn't. I didn't come back from that. 
Well, to be fair, that's the thing that makes the most biggest impression. I, I, it is. Once like, she said his name, I was just like, I, I wasn't thinking about Kung Fu. I was thinking, because that's the it's one. kind of like Buzz Aldrin. You mean the guy, the first guy in space or whatever? It's yeah. Like, oh, you mean the, the guy who died jerking off the fucking news? Well, on I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, that's that what people think about when they think about Michael Hutchins, too, I think, at this point, is you know him because of how he died. No, I do. I, I think I think about that fifth after the four songs I love. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. He, he's bigger than autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> Well, you know what? On that note, let's be clear. I'm not. If I died that way, no one would think about anything but that. So nothing to my Well, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, Johnny, the guy." Well, let's 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 move away from death by autoerotic asphyxiation and start vibing for a little bit. Uh, uh, cue the music in three. Oh, hold on, two, just, hold on. Can do, will you choke me a little bit? One. <laughs> I ain't vibing like that tonight, son. Sorry. <laughs> Virtual choke. Fine, I'll do it myself. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Neil, when do you want to hear the song? Well, um, I thought I had a brilliant idea. I was thinking, I was like, this would be a great wedding song. Why don't people play this more at weddings? So, Jonathan, oh, that's nice right. work. Nice work. Oh, nice, Neil. Yeah, nice. Um, and I thought it was a great great answer there, but uh, you, you beat me to it. And um, to that effect, just dramatic moments, like whether you just met someone or you just broke up or wedding, like it's, it's a very dramatic song. Okay, I dig it. I, I'm going to go... On a screen, because I think this it does. It's the, there's parts of the song that are so good that like it really works well in TV shows and movies. Mm-hmm. Like when I've heard it there, or at a show when someone covers it. Because I know you heard Band of Horses do it, Neil. I've heard another. I've heard a band cover this live too, and it, it sounds great. You're, it, it's one of those songs they play, and you're like, oh yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. So th- those are the two times I really want to hear this song. I, um, I don't know about and it. And so to hear it in a in a in. In, in, a, in a film or a TV show or by in a cover band. Yep. And Josh, okay, to sorry, that ahead, no, point, fine. is this the second song we've talked about that Band of Horses cover has inspired? Yes. Because I know you, yeah, Showdown. Yes, was, Showdown. To, yeah, Indeed. That's funny. Way to, way to do it, Band of Horses. You got that from Band of Horses? Uh, huh? Well, I mean, I knew it, but they kind of reminded Brought me of back, the song. Yeah. When I saw, there's them nothing live. about them that suggests they would do that cover well, but clearly you're telling me otherwise. I mean, it's a great song because so. they're, they're they're so harmonic and that like they're not super rhythmic and tight. He's so good. No, he's like, so good. He plays the guitar and sings. So as long as he's in time, that like people, yeah, he can, he can hit. He's fine. The bass player went to app. Yeah, I did. They're, they're the the bass player cracked me up all night at that show. God, he almost looks like Vigo Mortensen on bass. <laughs> yeah, well, I, and I, I need to confirm, but I think his name is Bill Reynolds. Huh? Yeah, uh, well, I think that's right. He was yeah, rocking. He, he was having a good time. Well, what, Johnny, when do you want to hear the song? At your other than at your I wedding. Go- I want to hear this slow dancing with my lady. Mm. Is the, like a, yeah. this, this, it's a great. It's a great hands on her ass when your when her mom comes. In. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> my hands are usually on her ass. They're on her ass right now. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it's great for that kind of thing. I was very discerning with my wedding playlist. I don't know if you guys noticed, but over the course of all the music played, three or four or five hours, there wasn't one song about breakup or cheating. Or any of that good, shit. Good, as because I'm like I'm not gonna have a should. song like that at my fucking wedding. I like yeah. it. That being said, yeah, the slow dance, eighth grade dance, or fucking dancing now at my wedding. But I definitely want to hear this song. That, but I'll, I'll, I need to be wearing cologne. With this, this is a cologne. cologne. Song. <laughs> I want to hear this song anytime I'm wearing cologne or dancing with my lady. Well, well, speaking of eighth grade dances, I think it's time we we <laughs> hop under the influence for a little bit and talk about the influences 
of this song, influenced by recommendations. Uh, Neil, it's your song. Well, I feel like the band and kind of this song, it's it's certainly different music, but I just feel like the strong like male vocal reminds me of the Doors a little bit, just their sound. Oh, little Doors. Definitely like 80s Doors. <laughs> And I couldn't, I couldn't think of any bands that remind me of them today. Um, but they were just part of that. They had so many contemporaries in the '80s that we've talked about, just Tears for Fears, Crowded House, stuff like that. It's kind of just in that genre. I'm gonna go with, you know, like I said, it, it struck me this week listening to it just how Elton-ish his voice is. Yes, not as good. The range isn't as high, but just the the tone is very Elton John. I'll say moving to the future, like a couple bands of like recently, Fat White Family and the Arctic Monkeys are both. I, I can Fat hear notes of of both of those bands in this song. <laughs> it's funny how that could be the same name for two different bands. Like the, the things almost mean the same. A fat white family sounds like Arctic Monkeys. It could be like just a different description of the same group of people. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> Jonathan, what uh, what you got? Influence. <laughs> You know, for some reason, I think because of the melodramatic juvenile components, it feels almost Beach Boysy. Ooh, like in my room. Uh, okay. Kind of, but, but but in a good way. In, yeah. in a, mm-hmm. it sounds like there are forces that you cannot control at play, and that's usually more of a more a, a younger scenario where, like, I you know, it's like kind of here's looking at you, kid, kind of fucking you know, Casablanca. It's just something, but it has that. It's almost film noirish, in a way, and definitely good call on the doors, Neil. Like it definitely has a he has a, yeah. You know, it's a pop Morrison vibe, but there's definitely a, a Morrison thing going on there. And then, like in terms of like what it led to, you could see parallels between this and a song like Black by Pearl Jam for sure. Like there's a, mm-hmm. it's not. I think Black's a better song top to bottom. Yeah. I think Black's better than most songs. I mean, it's a fucking, absolutely unassailable song but I, but I think it's a nice like bridge between the Beatles and like Pearl Jam or some of that kind of stuff yeah and not Radiohead's more like Radiohead's like you can tell I mean not to sound bad but you can tell that like the lead singer of this man is better looking than the lead singer of fucking Radiohead because like this guy <laughs> never had to sing Creep right like Michael Hutchins like because I'm a fucking well, stud yeah you know like so but there's still a there's a melodramatic component that you might find in like fake plastic trees or something, but or, that's much more cerebral. I would say the melodramatic thing, even more so, like there's a little Righteous Brothers in there. Um, what, what, yeah, I could see that. What, what that's doing. Um, and, and speaking of the Righteous Brothers, it, it's, it's time to freaking slowly get under the covers and, and let our worlds collide as we discuss. The, um, Is that what they did? The, the covers of this <laughs> song. Jonathan, how many covers did you listen to? Mm, one, none. I, 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 none? I, I didn't listen to it. No. Well, I'm going to go with... I'm gonna, there's so many covers of the song, Boy. first of all. Right. I, I'll, I'll say my favorite was Courtney Barnett did like a demo basically a demo cover of it which is great yep, it's just I, her um, singing very yeah, Australian I'll listen, to, I'll listen to her sing anything and it's cool that she's Australian it kind of made sense it was a very and she down. really draws out the Australian well to it, she always you know? does in every song don't ask me you know, I'm not even gonna try uh, <laughs> what's on the bobby another great one is the the Teskey brothers did like almost like hmm. a poor man's Otis Redding like country Motown version which just has a great vibe 
that, that I, I would recommend. Uh, the National is decent if you like yeah. The National. I mean, they do it like The National does every single one. <laughs> I don't think you like them. It's mediocre. I, I love The National, and I had never heard that. It was really cool. Because he sings it, and then he sings it super low. He sings everything super low. I know, but he, he he sings it super low, and then even lower. He doubles his vocal, like, so it's like, uh, he's almost like, yeah. don't ask me. That, now, that's a commercial for an antidepressant. <laughs> Um, and then again, I think, you know, we just keep running into the, the, the Tom. king himself, Tom Jones. <laughs> it's the Natalie same Imbruglia. album, same album. I know, man. Fucking... I'm like, Elvis recorded it. It, it is, it is not <laughs> my awesome. cup of tea, but I do think it works well in the du- duet setting. I, I think. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, works. I must say I like the sunny afternoon better because just, it was so ridiculous that oh, yeah. it, it, absolutely. <laughs> One more I will call out that I thought was pretty good and worth a listen is Karen Souza does like a jazzy version that's that works. Yeah, I mean I had all those written down. Uh, Paloma Faith did it too. I don't even know who that is, but it's a decent version. Like, eh, it's, it, nah. yeah, I mean, I just if you do want to see a live version, uh, there's um, on YouTube live at Wembley '91. Really, really good. That's that's the one to do. Yeah. Oh well, speaking of which, what year did the, he die? Ninety-seven. 97 yeah the the video is is not worth a watch he's just like walking through Prague. <laughs> oh my god yeah it's terrible uh, how he's, he's i like the black I, I, I like the black and white it's cool okay. like the prog part is cool but him walking and turning back singing at the camera which as they pass people true. making out and shit and like talking <laughs> on benches it's like all right chill yeah yeah speaking of turning around and asking people if they know it's true neil how does the shoe fit it fits, and I guess whatever goes well with a nice duster. <laughs> a nice duster? Yeah. A Long. nut duster? Like, no, a you... trench coat. <laughs> you like it? A duster. A tre- basically, a duster's a trench coat. Whatever goes with a sweet trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to say that it fits like... It, it 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 fits occasionally, like a slip-on. Like I'm, It's comfortable, but it's it, it's easy to get in and out of. Occasionally. It, occasionally, yeah. <laughs> He's wanting a slipper. Josh is thinking about a wanting a slipper. It feels like a temperamental it's like, slipper. I, I want to hear the chorus. I may not want to hear the rest of the song. I want to hear the, like, don't ask me until the guitar riff, and then I'm out. And then I can, like, take it off. Uh, Jonathan, gotcha. how does the shoe fit for you, bud? It's almost like, kind of like the Black Reeboks back in the day. But they were so cool at the time that they almost can't be cool now. <laughs> you have a whole closet of black gray Hey, man, I didn't pick the fucking shoe songs. Um, <laughs> I can't help you out picking black Reebok songs. Um, <laughs> uh, pick a fucking Nike, man. Pick a New Balance every now and then. Yeah. Come on. Sprinkle in something New Balance, else, bro. New Balance, New Balance is something that was never hyper in style, but was never out of style. Anything from like this 78 like, to is, 92, so, Johnny's like Black Reebok. No, what I'm saying is this feels a bit dated. It's still good. Yeah. It's Okay, 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 fine. I'll change it. You know what this fits like? It feels like a fucking members-only jacket. Yeah, there Where you, you go. You can pull it off now. Nice. You can pull it off. You can pull it off now. <laughs> you can pull it off now. Thanks for pushing me to new fucking levels of expression. Yeah, it, It's like, because you can, actually, I was cleaning up my dad's closet um, after he passed away a while back, and I found a blue members-only jacket, and I'm like... I'm keeping this. <laughs> I can wear this jacket right now that, with the shirt ho- optional. <laughs> that's hilarious. You go, you go through the closet. I went through my dad's closet. I found a, an old hunting jacket that had like manually cut in holes in the inner pockets for squirrels to like put squirrels and rabbits in. Squirrels. 
I could wear that. It was fucking awesome. I tried to steal it, but it was just a little too small. I just couldn't. I couldn't wear it and like ser- and seriously. But it was an amazing <laughs> jacket. Probably could have probably could have sold it for like a couple grand. To who? It, just on the fucking internet. It was an amazing fucking <laughs> I mean, like fucking suede internet. jacket. Play, who's your target demographic for fucking squirrel squirrel, squirrel car- carcass jacket? Hipsters? Dude, it was like a it was like a light brown suede fucking jacket. It was amazing. You got to make sure you say the jacket's made out of all vegan materials. Yes, and and squirrel, <laughs> and it's got a little like squirrel, with real squirrel blood <laughs> with squirrel with squirrel brains in there. Jesus. <laughs> if you reach in the pocket, you might find uh, some tail. Nice. And on and on that note, I love how like on the fucking on the note of tearing squirrels apart. And on that, yeah, yeah, we should never tear squirrels apart. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> our cover of NXS never tear us apart. Don't ask me what you know is true. Don't have to tell you. I love your precious heart. I, I was standing. You were there. Two worlds collided. And they can never tear us apart We could live For a thousand years But if I hurt you I'd make wine from your tears I told you that we could fly Cause we all have wings But some of us don't know why I was standing You were there Two worlds collided And they can never Stay in.
The cover you just heard was performed by Neil Marsh and Josh Bond. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram with the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week is our annual holiday episode. And this year was Jonathan's year to pick a holiday song. So, Jonathan, what are we going to be discussing? We will be discussing Chuck Berry's 1958 Christmas classic, Run, Rudolph, Run. Can't wait! <laughs>